From the WNET Group in New York, hi, I'm Tom Stewart, and welcome to WNET Up Next, where we take you behind the scenes for a look at what's happening in the world of public media and help you get to know the people who create our content. May is National Mental Health Awareness Month, and our guests today are producing an upcoming five-part series of virtual town halls devoted to the issue of mental health in America, and they are Brian Tate, who is the Director of Community Partnerships here at the WNET Group, and Jasmine Wilson, who is a Community Engagement Specialist. Welcome to WNET Up Next. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Delighted to be here. It's great to have you. Now, this sounds like a very big project you're involved in, and I want to just give the umbrella title, which is called Grace Under Pressure, an Examination of Mental Health in America. Now, this subject, mental health, is certainly one of the most important things in all of our lives, and I think perhaps the least understood. So how did the project begin? Who had the idea for it? Through the years, we've really been able to get in touch with, I think, the needs of different New York-based organizations that represent New Yorkers. And as a result, we've been able to curate these different convenings and town halls that are incredibly responsive to what is happening and what people are feeling. We met with about 150 nonprofit executives and community leaders to learn their thoughts on the top issues affecting New Yorkers. And mental health was among the top five topics that they cited. And what is the overarching goal of the series? Well, it's a few things. One, we like to bring a fresh and different perspective on these complex topics that really defy a simple response or a simple analysis. So what we're doing is meeting over five weeks with groups of essential workers to talk about mental health in America from their perspectives of experiencing really stressful situations that have to make difficult decisions and, and, and face things that they can't easily respond to, which we think is a reflection of circumstances that so many people across this country and beyond find themselves in every day. I should point out this begins on Thursday, April 28th. Yes. Our first section is with healthcare workers. It's called Eye of the Storm. And uh, healthcare workers, certainly given the COVID-19 pandemic, are right at the front lines of that. We're going to gather with a group of healthcare workers to hear from them about how they manage those types of situations, the impact of those types of situations, and what they see when they look out at healthcare issues, not only within their sector, but, but further. And then that same thing applied to the other groups. Education, I know particularly, I would think that mental health so important. Kids not going into a physical school, the whole idea of teaching online. Yeah. It's been such a great interruption yeah. in the educational process. Yeah. Suddenly having to adapt to something that they had never, that had just not been on the table before, which is teach all these classes virtually. Oh, and, and actually next step, teach them virtually, but then teach them in person while also managing with the this sort of evolving and unpredictable nature of a global pandemic. And I guess I should also point out that one of the things that Jasmine and I and the rest of the team talk about is that it's not just the pandemic that we're talking about here. Over these last handful of years, there have been so many tumultuous events which are still unfolding and new things that are happening all the time that have really unsettled a sense of just normalcy. And it's different for 
K through 12 teachers than it is for healthcare workers, than it is for us, and than it is for uh, other people in other types of situations. But there's some common threads there. And our hope is that by gathering these very divergent groups together, that we can start to get a sense of what is this thing that we're actually contending with and come to an understanding that it's normal and human. It's part of the human condition to experience anxiety and uncertainty and, and just real questions about how on earth am I gonna am I gonna do this and what's gonna happen next. And that these are all parts of the discussion around mental health. And some positive ideas, hopefully, for improving things. That's the benefit of talking with people who are at the front line and who have personal experience in contending with and responding to these issues. We feel that folks who are at the front lines are, are typically brilliant because they have not only seen what's coming, they're right up there dealing with it. On Thursday, May 19th, you were the moderator of one called The Only Option is Activism. Well, activists have also experienced a great deal of upheaval. One of the things that we see across these different groups is there are easier things for anyone to do. But I think that in each case, we're talking about people who are compelled to respond to what they see when they look out on the world. And that certainly replies to activists, which unique perhaps among the others is not traditionally considered a profession that one goes to a school or an academy for, but it is certainly a calling. Here we're talking about people who are responding to various forms of injustice and of inequity and are doing everything they can to make the world a better and more inclusive and more just place. And things have changed for them over these last few years. We've seen that there is a, an uptick in uh, legislation that it would seek to prevent activism at the same time that we also see a dismantling of some very long time and fundamental legal protections for civil rights and civil liberties among a mix of communities that are traditionally at the outsides on the margins of society. And we're talking about voting rights. We're talking about all kinds of things that impact people across this country on a day-to-day, -day. LGBTQ rights, uh, disability rights. And these are folks who are fighting to make the world better. Mm -hmm. I think we could say that across all of these groups. But with activists, at a time when there's a growing amount of political rhetoric and cultural narratives that would seek to paint activists as the enemy. And that's something else that might also cut across several of these groups is that there are louder voices painting this particular group as the enemy. We want to hear from activists about that, about what these, not just these last few years have been like and, and what they've meant for them and for us, but also what they see when they look ahead, because they're not stopping with what they're doing. They're continuing on. We want to hear about the impact that's having on them. And we also want to understand what can folks who are not activists, what can folks who are not healthcare workers learn from those experiences and adapt to their own lives. Another area that's been charged with being the enemy of the people is journalists and journalism. And I know you're doing a focus on that. Yeah, completely. With journalists, with 
healthcare workers, with educators, we've also seen the business models, the economics of what they do has changed. And perhaps it just constantly changes throughout history. I don't know, but I can tell you that when we see newsrooms closing on the one hand, commercial newsrooms, and then on the other hand, we see a growth, perhaps it's small, but we do see a growth in nonprofit media organizations and community media organizations. And the people who are coming together on the journalist panel, and this also applies across the others, Tom, are people who are bringing personal experience to these issues. So when we talk about things like on the journalist side, how do we report on stories that cut really close to home? And these things that are happening in terms of racial injustice and systemic racism, in terms of hate crimes against people for their ethnic or religious identity. When journalists are reporting on these things and they themselves are of those communities, it's a complex situation. And maintaining their professional credo while also speaking about or writing about something that is affecting them as well. I think that the world that we're in now demands so much of us uniquely right now, where we have to be able to do this and do that while contending with this other thing. And you never know what's going to happen when you wake up in the morning and open the paper, what you're going to see, turn on the TV or turn on the radio, what new thing is awaiting you that could be very difficult to contend with. Journalists are certainly at the front line of answering those questions. And we're hoping for a very robust discussion with them about that. All of these panels will go from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And where can we see them? These conversations will be live streamed onto WNET's social media platforms. And we're asking everyone to come to 13.org slash grace under pressure for information on the streaming and to join us in real time. But we'll be streaming at YouTube and on Facebook, WNET's social media platforms. So those will be live on those platforms? They will be 100% live. (laughs) Yeah, and we're also asking audiences and viewers to join in the conversation by posing their questions and comments to our participants. These will be moderated conversations and we will also have time for audience questions afterwards. You know, Brian, I know you've had a lifelong interest in civil rights. You grew up in a family of activists. You've been a musician, a songwriter, a singer. You have such a varied background. What led you to this type of work you're doing now? Well, I suppose it's my own calling to some degree, Tom. My parents, I learned the lesson from them that when you look out and you see situations that are unjust. You do everything you can to make a difference. This is part of part of my response to that is to try to bring people together to talk about tough issues and to figure out what does tomorrow look like. Brian, you've been called a convener. Some of our listeners might not be familiar with what that actually means. And it's not just an organizer or a producer. It has a certain additional meaning, I think. Well, I can say that I greatly enjoy bringing together people who are not often or typically heard from and people who have a wealth of knowledge and experience in considering and responding to really tough and complex questions. In this setting with WNET group, 
that means bringing together people who are not typically seen or heard on major media, including in public media, mm -hmm. and bringing their voices and views right to the fore across New York City and beyond. I like to bring folks together to have conversations about ethics, about politics, about the future, and always through a lens of history and with a very clear sense of not only where we are, but how we got to where we are. I suppose convener. Sure, that's a hat I would wear. Yeah. Okay. Jasmine Wilson, I'd like to turn and ask you a little bit about some of the challenges that you face in putting a program like this together. Fortunately, Brian and I and the rest of the team have developed, I think, a well-oiled machine when it comes to this kind of project. We did New American Dream last spring, which I can't believe it was already a year ago, which I think in many ways has prepared us for this particular set of town halls. When it comes to finding the panelists, that is a great undertaking that happens from a lot of research. Brian and I have been in touch about this and largely Brian doing research, reading about different panelists, and as well as having a lot of internal conversations to identify who would be comfortable, who would be able to speak on these subjects in a thoughtful way. In terms of the logistics and putting something like this together, it's bringing people together from all different stages. We have our panelists. We also have a really wonderful team behind the scenes. So as you very well know, Tom, when it comes to creating any form of media, there's usually a lot of folks working to make it happen. And so we have an awesome team that's community engagement, as well as other folks across marketing and social media and our on-air promotions teams and legal to make sure that everything is smooth as possible. When it comes to organizing and managing this kind of event, it's really continuing relationships that are within the company and building new relationships with people who are going to share some amazing insights and I think continue to build community to whoever tunes in. It's great to hear about all of that internal back and forth and cross-pollination and working mm -hmm. together on a project. The town halls are one aspect of Grace Under Pressure, but you have other community convenings, and I believe you have blogs involved with this and mm -hmm. so-called lunch and learn sessions. Could you tell us a little bit more about some of them? Absolutely. So we have a series called Community Connections, and this is something we actually started in the fall of last year, and we're continuing it this spring. Community Connections has two parts. We have, as you mentioned, some lunch and learns that are available to WNET staff. We also have a series of blogs where we have reached out and we've commissioned different authors, different writers to speak on a variety of different subjects. Most recently, we have a post that was in conjunction with Women's History Month and looking at Women's History Month, looking at New York City feminism, as well as Indian feminism. And so other examples of blogs that we're going to be looking at connect to what does it mean to be a woman who maybe is incarcerated and Mother's Day? What does it mean mm. to be a father on Juneteenth? 
Mm. We like to try and create a platform and really amplify these stories that we don't always get to hear. And then in terms of the community connections side where we have lunch and learns, that's really an opportunity for us to continue to build relationships, as I mentioned before, and to speak about what is the amazing work that's happening on the ground across New York's five boroughs with different community organizations with which we've been able to develop relationships. And it's an opportunity for staff at WNET to learn about this amazing work, not just because these organizations are doing amazing things, but also to see how we as WNET staff can support that work, how our work can inform it. And then also just to be neighbors. What are we as New Yorkers doing to support one another? And where can I find the blogs? You can go to 13.org slash community and you will see these blogs, as well as the ones that were published during the fall. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, all of this is really fascinating. Is there anything else that I haven't touched on, Brian and Jasmine, that you'd like to talk about? I would like to just build on something that Jasmine said, that this is a very complex project for community engagement to put on. And it builds on the work we did with the award-winning, I can proudly say, New American Dream series. And just want to point out, they were also town halls about a year ago. Yes. Yeah, those were town halls that looked at disrupting systemic racism in America and envisioning the nation beyond it. Systemic racism was one of the topics that came up when we met with hundreds of community partners to talk with them about the top issues affecting New Yorkers. And the thing that made New American Dream such a win, the same thing that's very much into play with Grace Under Pressure. A couple of things. Number one, we'd like to look at these things from a perspective of possibility and empowerment for an aspiration. And that's one of the things that we heard from so many community partners is to tell those kinds of stories and, and to tell those stories from that type of perspective. So in looking at systemic racism, the titles that we apply to these town halls are very purposeful. So New American Dream was a discussion about systemic racism and Grace Under Pressure is a discussion about mental health. To just constantly reaffirm that, yeah, we're facing difficult situations, but there's always possibility attached to it. Well, thank you, Brian, Tate, Jasmine, Wilson, and good luck with the town halls and all of your other important initiatives. Grace Under Pressure, an examination of mental health in America, beginning on Thursday, April 28th. Thanks. Thanks so much for having us, Tom. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And be with us again soon for another edition of WNET Up Next. You may share your questions and comments with us at upnext at WNET.org. And of course, please do become a subscriber. WNET Up Next is a presentation of the Design On Air Promotion Fundraising and Traffic Department of the WNET Group. I'm Tom Stewart. 